Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning. March 29th, 2023, we've got 28 degrees in the capital city, another beautiful day in the 40s ahead of us with winds and the coming out of the north in the teens, sunny skies. Uh, into the 70s tomorrow, though, so we'll take it two out of the next four days uh, out of, uh, are going to get us into the 70s, both Thursday and Sunday, and uh and, and I think in between that time, northeast Nebraska is going to get another coating of snow. So, holy cow, northeast Nebraska this year. I feel for you guys. It means, seems like every time. They're fine. Every that that, that wind is cold here. Ooh, man. The northeast, they'll be okay. Okay. The, but it's... Uh, northeast yeah. wind is the most ill wind. Yes. In my opinion. Well, the the northeast Nebraska is uh, again going to be sounds like Thursday into Friday be dealing with a little bit of snow that does not look like it's going to uh, impact us in any way. We'll be in the high high fifties on Friday, so even if we did get some in the overnight hours, it would be like uh, it would be like Sunday where the snow yeah, there's a the there's, snow is here and gone, and then like a even matter of hours, slight chance of some snow in Omaha on uh, Friday. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, and then you you kind of. Go over top that with, uh, and, and uh, hopefully it looks like this isn't going to be an issue here. They've kind of taken it out, but uh, I follow National Weather Service in Des Moines, and they're getting ready for uh, severe weather popping up on Friday in much of the state of Iowa, uh, spring thunderstorms, and they are uh, like a whole big chunk of the middle of the state is in the enhanced severe weather category. So we're in that weird time of uh, late March and early April where we're transitioning. Some days are still feeling a little bit like winter in parts of the state. And then, uh, like I said, you know, Sunday will be it'll be uh, feel like it might almost feel like 80 degrees out there on Sunday. So all over the map. Uh, in terms of the in terms of the weather, and uh, we've got three more days left in the month of March. Got a good show for you today. This is your chance on uh, Wednesday to get that thing that's bugging you off your chest once and for all. It is a What Chaps Your Eyed Wednesday. We give you several opportunities to get in touch with us and let us know what that is for you, whether you want to text that in anytime during the show to the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. Or you can uh, comment on the Facebook page if you'd rather do it that way, facebook.com slash LNK today. There'll be a thread up there where you can do that, or we'll open up the phones for you at 710 at that same number, and you can tell us what chaps your hide. I've got a new one from home this week that I need to I need to get into. Um, we'll see if my family is listening or not, but it involves some of uh, it involves the kitchen and it involves my home once again, where I think really a vast majority of mine really emanate from is kitchen related items from our home and it's a it's a hot button topic it's a tense topic in my household maybe it is yours too so we'll see what we've got coming up there uh you know your uh your daily legislative update um boy mark i think we're all getting a little bit more familiar with the the 
rules of order in the legislature than we were at the beginning of this session, even though we may still not totally understand everything going on. And I'm not afraid to say that I still don't. Uh, but another day, uh, another d- a dispute, discussion, and vote on the rules, what and how many motions one can make at what time per day, per bill, per round of uh, per per round of discussion that was discussed and eventually changed yesterday at the legislature in an attempt to make the rest of this legislative session more productive uh, and the ability to discuss and perhaps pass or not pass some things that has been uh, obstructed. I guess is is the word that you would say by the strategy by some of the members of the legislature. We will see if that actually means we're going to have a really significantly different situation or not. It it sounds to me and reading about it like there are still some ways around this or perhaps you can you can muck things up but just not quite as much as you were able to when the rules were like they were going into yesterday as well. But there was a quite a, I mean, it was very, very, very procedural, heavy discussion yesterday <laughs> on the floor of the legislature. Yeah, if this were a playground, there'd be people not allowed in recess for a Ooh. while. Yeah, yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. So we will see. I did, you know, one thing that I did see that I thought was interesting, Mark, is uh, the speaker of the legislature went through and, and uh, talked about some of the things that were still going to be prioritized and that he was planning to still get to um including the the things that were included there were i think the first one and probably um one of the biggest things is passing the two-year budget but he also talked about property tax reform funding for public education voter id requirements um and he was saying look we can still get to a few big issues and those were the ones that he mentioned one of the things i noted that he didn't mention in that list was uh changing potentially changing the the law on abortion and that just he i don't know if that was intentional or not but that wasn't something that he included in this whole thing and of course there's been some discussion too within those who support or did support that bill that perhaps it needs to be tweaked the time where the ban uh, exists should be extended it should be longer than it is it makes me wonder if you now have a shot which i would have never thought was possible when the overruling of roe versus wade happened that you could get through a summer and a fall where there could have been a special session and then an additional regular legislative session and at least the possibility exists right now that you're going to go a year after that ruling happened at the supreme court with no change to existing law well, i think i think that's highly likely a bit remarkable point. i mean i would have had you asked me the day after that happened i would have i would have always assumed that if and when that happened that it would basically be a snap of the finger in this state and there would be at least some some change well, and, you know, I think that's the way it happened in Kansas as well. I mean, Kansas conservative state uh, historically, but they actually had it on the ballot, a ballot uh, provision, and and it was uh, right. You know, the the right defeated to, in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I would have never I, I, my own misreading of the state's politics 
uh, or at least those in the the, the legislature and, and the politics, because there are, you know, some other things that will happen. Um, but this looks like it's on the line for being one of those things, how much of a priority it is behind some of the other things that are out there right now. And of course, the budget is, you know, a, a different situation, That's- obviously, voter ideas coming there because of a ballot initiative. And so that gets prioritized as well. Um, there's probably more support out there for the plans that exist for public education. So it's not quite on the line as much in terms of potentially passing, not passing. And so it may end up a sort I mean, it's, it's a little fascinating because the, uh, the senators who are more on the left who have been spearheading this have very primarily talked about the, the transgender bill issues as a, as a part of this, I'm, you know, maybe I haven't heard every portion of argument, but they haven't necessarily talked about the, uh, the heartbeat bill being part of something that they want not to get done, but that may, they may lose, they may lose. It looks like on the transgender, transgender bill, but actually get a, a victory, at least in, in the way that they stand on this thing on that one, which is again, it it's, it's crazy that that is sort of the, the the secondary issue. Some just in how big of a political issue that has been historically, and how politically divisive of an issue that it has been for years, that it's not front and center in this in this whole discussion. I find that a little odd and sur- surprising in this whole thing Why would because it, uh, it's about the it, it's really about the transgender bill. I would have to assume though that Sen- uh, Speaker Arch. Uh, has has done the vote counting and and has probably right. has yeah. probably determined that the the use your time where you're going to actually yeah. get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think you're probably right. Uh, they did get a couple things done yesterday. They advanced uh, constitutional carry. I'm just going to use that term broadly. LB 77. Uh, it goes to the third and final round. I think that yeah, that's uh, it looks like that's going to pass this time. It uh, certainly looks like it. Uh, yeah. Today they've got a couple of things that'll be interesting. Uh, one is Senator Breezy's uh, bill, its priority bill, uh, two forty three, to change the minimum amount of relief granted under the Property Tax Credit Act. So oh. throw a little more in that. They're also uh, working on uh, um, creating the Nebraska Broadband Office. And provide the duties as part of uh, the initiatives to expand broadband across the state. And uh, Senator Linehan, the request of the governor, uh, LB 754 is on the agenda for today. That would reduce individual and corporate income tax rates. So there's some uh, some some big issues before them today as well. Yeah, and and uh, we had a little bit of a Nebraska flavor in Washington D.C. Yesterday, uh, the Nebraska Secretary of State, Robert Evnen, along with some other Secretary of State or other officials relating to elections, testified before the Senate committee there. And all five of them kind of were on the same page, essentially said, hey, uh, the elections, uh, at least in, in the midterm elections in 2022, fairly conducted accurately conducted uh, we don't you know we don't have concerns that there were there was fraud or or votes not counted that should have been counted or or vice versa but they did say the thing we did see in this whole thing is people that are harassing and threatening polling workers election officials uh people who are early voting um all, all kinds of all kinds of stuff that is sort of 
arisen from the discussion around elections right now. So interesting. You had, you know, we you had the Nebraska's own Secretary of State down there essentially vouching for the state's election, talked about the audit that has happened uh, with the most recent state's state election. And as it pertains to state officials, at least, and, and the state official that is behind all of this, uh, it sounds very different than what you hear from some people uh, uh, in terms of what's happening with elections right now. I don't know if that'll be, you know, any kind of, uh, I don't know how much that's going to move the needle on this issue for people who believe that there is something systemically wrong with them, but well, there's probably what it's worth. There's probably issues in some states, but uh, not every state has those types of issues. Right. Well, at least the five that were there yesterday I mean, all basically said the same thing. We remember how the counting down in Arizona was delayed for, uh, how about, a week or more? Yeah, well, and, I mean... those types of things, uh, those are issues. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, and I guess it depends how you defend exactly what the issue is and how far that, that goes right, right. with the whole thing. Speaking of elections, we have one next Tuesday. A week from yesterday, yes. And uh, Election Commissioner's Office is going to have some extended hours if you wanted to early vote or if you didn't get your early ballot request in on time. Uh, you can vote uh, all week, 8 to 4.30, over at the election office up here on North 46. But they're also going to be open Saturday, 9 to 11. And then uh, next Monday, the final day to vote early, uh, they're going to open early, 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. So, so making this. early voting easier for people. Yep. Interesting. So, And we got, you know, this is, uh, the work under a new election commissioner here in Lancaster yes. County. Dave Shively was 20, what, 28 years? Yeah, he'd been doing it since I was... Since I was doing this job. Uh, so we got that going on. And uh, Nebraska baseball uh, gets, uh, they struggled a little bit in non-conference games of, of late. And so I don't care who the opponent on a Tuesday is these days. Yeah. Coming out of there with a win uh, against this time North Dakota State is um, is good to see here as Nebraska gets ready for some more non-con weekend play. This Nebraska's been out. really good on Friday and Saturday. So good thing this weekend. They've only got Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and anything that's been Sunday and midweek has been really suspect for this team. Trying to find anyone beyond the top two starting pitchers that can really take you. And last night we saw, well, seven innings, 11 strikeouts out of your starter. Yeah. Which maybe it's going to change up your weekend plans here. Yeah, down the down the road. I think that's got to be in the mind of Will Bold. It's it's you know it's got to be frustrating, Caleb, because it's it's been a while since you've been able to say, hey, we got a one two on Friday and Saturday that we feel like you know we've got a great ability to go in, and both of them have the edge in the pitching matchup in most series, and mm-hmm. and really shut teams down because that's happened. But like you said, after that, you don't have anything that's consistently worked. And so it feels like you're wasting yep. this solid one-two situation that doesn't always come around every season. And, and you, and we all know this, but when you get to regionals or the conference tournament, you have to have a reliable three and four. Yep. Yeah, they're going to... I would be really surprised if they didn't start kind of tinker with what they're doing on, on mm-hmm. weekends, on Sundays here. Just because it's, uh, you know, 2-1, and one, I guess, is good every series if you can do that. But it'd be nice to get some 3-0s and O's there, too. Yeah, because you you're can't. you not going to win 100% of them on Friday yeah. and Saturday. Yep. All right, so that's what uh, what's going on this morning. Munch Madness results are coming up next. Here we go, guys. Can you feel it? 
Can you feel it? We are going to finally narrow it down to just eight. That will be uh, that'll be the situation here in just minutes from now. Six twenty-five. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Severe weather means interruptions, check closings, and cancellations anytime at KLIN.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first... The chalk rolls in the southeast. The one norms on 48th takes out Ramos Busters. And Penelope's ends another run for venue in Munch Madness. And then there were eight. And among those eight, six are back for the second straight year oh, into the E8. Red Rooster and Tina's. We're not in the E date last year. Otherwise, Tina's has it was been the there before. Ones. But yeah, six of the eight this back is to back years. The chalkiest munch madness we have ever done. Which means the seating process is basically turning into a science. Yes. <laughs> we've we've uh we've completely mastered this thing. All four number one seeds, two number two seeds, one number three seed, and then legendary red rooster who's a fifteen seed, which the seeding process did not quite uh, did not quite anticipate. Well, that that's how it goes for the the new ones into the bracket. Yep. But they did have to beat a two and a three on their way there. They did, and so we are voting today on the first two matchups. So the left side of your Lincoln Mattress and Furniture Company bracket: Laszlo's versus Red Rooster, and Muchachos versus Tina, Tina's, I should say, uh, which is a rematch from two years ago. 2021. I actually remember the Muchachos crew went down to to eat at Tina's and took some pictures with with their staff there. Obviously, Legendary Red Rooster's first entry into the tournament, so uh, not a rematch there. Their first time up against Laszlo's, but Laszlo's, as you said, has been in this territory before, but can they convert it this time into a Final Fork? Isles Pub and Helia have both had their runs in this tournament over the years, but have not matched up against one another. So that happens for the first time, and that was was uh, hell yeah must have been in a different region so, last year. So hell yeah was actually last year in the northwest probably. They, as I look through here, they were in the bracket that had <laughs> had both Laszlo's Brewery 
And then they beat, yeah, they, they beat Laszlo's to go into the Final Fork and then uh, beat Muchachos once they got there out of the Southwest. So, yeah, they would have been in the Northwest. Yeah. Because they beat Yaya's, The Oven, Toast, and Laszlo's on their way to uh, the Final Fork last year out of the what would have been the Northwest region. All right. And then in the Southeast, as we just said, you have Norms on 48th versus Penelope's, as Caleb mentioned. That is a rematch from last year in this same spot. Yes. So these two are uh, the proven kings and or queens of the of the Southeast. Well, and Penelope's. Two years in a row. This is the third consecutive E-date for Penelope's. Have yet to make the final four. That restaurant is built for Munch Madness. Yeah, they... Just consistency there. Fell, obviously, to uh, to Norm's last year and then lost to Laszlo's two years ago. We have, we have established Blue Bloods now, <laughs> without a doubt. We have established Blue Bloods in this competition. And that's going to make it even more fun, I think, for future years. But I'm, uh, I don't know, I, I think I'm going, I think I'm, uh, I've got to make a call right now. Do you, do you think all the ones get through? Do, do you feel like? I mean, originally I had said I had Penelope's over norms in this round. And as a matter of fact, I had, I had both Penelope's and hell yeah, advancing to the final fork. So those are two of my original yeah, predictions. Okay. I think I'm going to stick with them. All right. I'm going to stick with them. I think, uh, and you look on the other, we might only get one. As a matter of fact, there's a, there's a decent chance we don't get any. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I will take muchachos and I'll take aisles. I'll, I'll uh-huh. take those two. I, um, I think, I'll, you know what? I'll probably take norms on 48th. I think maybe legendary red rooster is the only one. I think, uh-huh. I do think they pull the upset at this point against Laszlo's seed wise upset. I'm not surprised by any of these. No, it, it, the, they, I mean, if it was all ones or if the, if all of the ones lost. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is real. It's been remarkable this year, how it's shaken out completely differently than we've, than we've ever done this before. And so it's gonna it's gonna make it a lot of fun next year. the The question is for next year. I I really like the geographic regions. Uh-huh. I do because it's it just kind of creates a uh, a little bit more of a neighborhood feel a bit. And and people have the same. You know, a lot of people go to restaurants are more likely to go to restaurants that are close to where they live. And so there's a good chance that at least there'll be one region that you're very familiar with mm-hmm. um, among I- instead of the others. And then the other ones you can go out and, and taste. But do we want to mix up some of the matchups since we continue to get such similar matchups? Well, and if, if you consider the way the NCAA tournament does the bracket, yes, they've got regions that say, here's the West and the Midwest and the South, but those aren't teams necessarily explicitly in that geographic location because because you'll have like yukon playing in the south and you'll have north carolina playing in the midwest of course yeah so which we do there's a little bit of that that happens now but probably much less so than than the ncaa tournament uh but here here's one of the things i could do is we could still go geographic but we could tweak the geographic regions instead of doing it you know uh, an up and down cross, a vertical and a horizontal cross. You could do two diagonal crosses, and you could do northeast southwest. Yeah, that's one. We change it a little, 
Yeah, it slides. It, it, it slides it might a few. You, it might mix up a little bit. Or the other way you do it is you create. You have a downtown region. You have a, a South Lincoln region. You have a North Lincoln region, and then outskirts of town region or something. I don't know. Is there another? Is there another way you can get four geographic regions? Uh, kind of beyond that. I think we sit down when we have the sixty-four and we seed one to sixty-four. And we serpentine the whole thing. You could, I mean, you could do that. that I mean, that totally gets rid of the the geographic regions. <laughs> I can't decide. I, uh, this well, is that's a, for next year. This is a conversation for next year. And I know we do still have people who are mad that we let restaurants out of the city of Lincoln. That are <laughs> we got some nasty grams about that. Panhandle Steve says, just do it alphabetical. Do uh, <laughs> we could do that too? <laughs> that would be, we could do end that up looking too. Wild. But yes, there is a. There is a there is at least uh, I don't know if it's large but it's a, a vocal small crowd who is very wants to keep this insulated to just the city of Lincoln. You hear that Soresco? You better win this I, one. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll get their way next year or or how it'll work. We exactly. don't know if we're going to put in a motion to suspend the rules to change the rules. <laughs> we might not even get to any of the votes in that case. <laughs> Say topical. I'm gonna be. I'll be. I'll be talking about muchachos for the next eight hours before we even get the vote put up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to our sound off here today. Um, let's see. We got a variety of things that I do want to touch on here. Let's start with this. Um, and and there's a not an easy transition to make by any means. Talking about something as light as a food tournament to the seriousness of what happened in Tennessee, but we are learning more uh, through the investigation and what Nashville police and other authorities have had to say about exactly what happened. Still, you know, I don't I don't know if why will ever make sense, but even the the purported why uh, it happened, but we are starting to learn a little bit more about what went on that day. Metro Nashville police have been poring over a manifesto and other writings Audrey Hale left behind to discover why she took six lives. Chief John Drake says drawings among those writings were specific from the route through hallways to the clothing worn. She had exactly on what she had drew uh, in the uh, drawings, uh, including the weapons. Uh, we believe she just went in and randomly targeted uh, these individuals. A statement from the Covenant School released Tuesday said the community's support is appreciated. The school asks for privacy as it grapples with this terrible tragedy. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. I, I think I know the answer to this, um, but I don't know if it'll happen, at least what it probably is right. But if there is truly some sort of written manifesto which it sounds like there is does that ever become like i guess there's two questions will it ever become public and should it ever become public i think i know the answer to the second question um at least in my opinion and mm -hmm. that that's no i i think i think part among the the reasons that this continues to happen is uh that People who do this in a certain subculture get lionized, essentially, mm -hmm. um, and that that continues to, in in online spaces, deep dark corners of the internet. 
um, they essentially get lionized and, and made out to be heroes and people. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot of weird stuff out there, guys, when it when it comes to that stuff. And I feel like that would only contribute to that in 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 some way or or so that's that's the answer to that but in reality you know it may it may still get out for for other didn't the uh didn't the el paso the one of these the el paso with the walmart i thought something came out that the uh that the person who perpetrated that had had written um so i don't i don't know what'll end up happening but mm-hmm. i you know or what was said apparently um this this person wrote a whole bunch of uh, Instagram direct messages before going before getting out of the car at the school mm-hmm. evidently so i don't know if we'll know what you know what happened with those either like, but like i'm curious yeah but, i don't know like yeah like it's it's like i can draw i can put a block on where my curiosity ends up it's like yes i'm i'm curious to know potentially any reasoning Anything that's written in there, something that this like, what did those Instagram messages? I have a curiosity about what those are, but I think in general we're better off not letting that out into into the public. Yeah, I think there's a curiosity, not necessarily because it's you know in all cases a one that's just morbid or looking for the, but but I think it's more looking one, for understanding. Yeah, I think there's. A part of us that hopes you're going to see something and see, oh, here's where something went wrong. Yeah. And that it should have gone differently and it can be, it can go differently in mm-hmm. in future situations. I think that's probably a, a, a reason that we sometimes feel that way. I don't know if everybody mm-hmm. does, but I think that we sometimes feel that way about that. But yes, then like you said, there's, then there's another side of it where you're like, are all we're doing by continuing to grow a fascination with these people is is I mean I'm I'm sure that's part of why this yeah. this uh, I, there's no doubt about it you don't have to I mean the some of them have said it mm-hmm. Did you by chance cuz they released it and it was over social media yesterday watch the the police cam I have not so I watched the the school cams and it was just so and I did it just before I went to bed two nights ago, and I just could not stop thinking about those images. So I never even clicked on the police the, cam. The, the, I'll tell you the the police cam, the the one that I watched yesterday, very very different in what you're actually able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of going in, clearing rooms, checking, and it's just one of the the. They look like a, a group of three officers, and you have more than them in this building trying to trying to find the shooter. Um, but just watching the process of you have the alarms going off in the school, you have their communication the whole time going in, checking rooms, calling out what they're checking, small bathroom, okay, going around over here, someone on me. For someone who's not in that life, and thank you for those that are brave enough to be in that life and go through the training for the situations like this because these situations do come up. It's haunting to know that that's something that can happen. It's encouraging to know that there are men and women lining up for that position to say, when this situation comes up, we're going to go, we're going to go take care of it. But just watching that, like I watched basketball all weekend. Mm -hmm. Like I'm watching that. These guys woke up and went, 
went into a school and said, this is our job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree with that. Fully agree with that. Um, and yeah, to, to the, again, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, because it's still, te- it's still terrible. It could have been so much worse. And yeah. You, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to even talk about to some degree, but I, I fully understand what you're saying with that. Um, all right. I don't know if any of these other ones that I've got make a, make a whole lot of sense to, to go into after that. Let's just, let's just grab our break right now. Let's do that. Uh, I believe we're scheduled to have uh, officer Chad join I, us. Here I don't think officer second. Chad's coming in this week. Oh, morning. he's not coming in yeah. this weekend. Okay. No. Then we won't have him. Maybe we shouldn't take a break, but we're still going to. It is 6.53 right now. It's 28 degrees in the capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, so we will get back to talking to Officer Chad next week. He is uh, He's off. He's out this week. Uh, we do have What Chaps Your Eye Wednesday coming up in just over 10 minutes. That is your chance to take those little things that accrue during the week, during the month, in everyday life, and you say, does anyone else get bothered by this does anyone else have that experience and in almost every case the answer is yes and there are people right here in your community and there are people who are listening to lnk today with jack and friends in fact they may be one of the hosts of lnk today with jack and friends and there's some kind of therapeutic experience when someone says yes that is same thing with me i am so glad that I'm not the only one who feels that way. And we have that happen over and over again on What Chaps Your Eyed Wednesday. So whatever that is for you, even if it seems like you're being whiny about something very small, it is okay on Wednesdays at 710 to do that. And you can tell us what's chapping your hide by shooting us a text to the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. We will discuss those and the Facebook post at facebook.com slash LNK today. Uh, and then we will also be opening up the phone lines for you as well. And I should remind everyone we are just under 48 hours away from the beginning of another request line Friday. And this Friday we are using our music to usher in beautiful weather. It's been too long. We're starting to see 70s on the 40s. It's not perfect, right? I still see uh, I still see a few more 40s after today, but I feel like maybe at least our attitudes can be there. We can get ourselves ready for some beautiful April weather. And so whatever song exudes good weather, warmth, spring, sunshine for you, whatever that is, we want to play that for you. So texting your songs right now to the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. We'll play on Friday. 7 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. When you come across anything that slows you down, call the traffic hotline 402-479-1414. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We set aside parts of the show on Wednesday for you. For you to say something that you maybe weren't going to say anyone around you because it seemed I don't know whiny it seemed small it didn't seem like something that was going to lead to a productive discussion or you would just be told hey can you just be quiet well we don't do that here (laughs) at LNK today with Jack and friends we encourage you in fact to tell us those things that happen during your day during your week maybe an everyday situation for you that may seem small to everyone else but to you it's like really really and find other people who have been in the same position as you and we make common bonds with people that we wouldn't have other had otherwise perhaps had common bonds with among these things that mutually chap our hide. Welcome to What Chap Shad Wednesday on KLIN. The uh, phone line is open for you, the Rickstown Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. If you don't want to call, you can also text to that same number or go to our, or go to our Facebook page where we've got some action today at facebook.com slash LNK. Are you today. starting? I'm going to the phones first because okay. we are busy on the well, phones. Well, don't forget me. I've got one. Time. All right. I do, too. But yeah. we'll, I want to, the listeners are the most important thing. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll go to them. I'm, uh, I'm chopped liver back here <laughs> that's what i meant uh mike you're first good morning mike laughing at us uh off the uh, uh off there liver, chop liver and i don't know anyway <laughs> hey it's a sad day uh you know this friday will be the 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 end of a short-lived but yet again to be reborn tradition in lincoln is the you know the, the last fast fat friday fish fry or you know in in Lincoln for the next few, next few months, people. So, you know, we, but on a good note, we did win our NIT uh, version of the, of the bracket. Oh, did you? So. That's good. I hadn't yeah, been we, following that one. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Steve's on Salt Creek. We, we beat them. <laughs> and, uh, that's you. Harry, that's a big upset. Home, Harry at Home Lake. Yeah, we kicked him around, too. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was a good year. It was a good year for us. But it's this Friday. It's the last one, guys. But, you know, hey. And, uh. Just from last week, that Paul, you'll always be number two to us. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I was there an actual? Was there like an actual chap? Was it just the chap that the, the fish Mike fry is very passionate over? about promoting the fish fry. Okay, very very <laughs> passionate about. Why don't you just send, send his number up to the sales department? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, back. To the phones, and we say hello to Debbie. Debbie, good morning. What's chapping your hide? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. 
Well, this may bug some other people. I think it probably does, but I don't like it when I go to the bank and get some cash back and they count it back. I want my bills to all be having the face up. You know, cause I, I, I don't want them upside down. I don't want them with the backside. I want to have them counted to me with the face up. And then I put it in the wallet in the same way. I want my ones wow. all in a pile with face, my fives, my tens, my twenties, and they all have to be looking the same direction. And the bank does is notorious for just counting it back out in any old order, and I don't like it. It just bugs the heck out of me. It's no wonder they're all failing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's so funny because I've had a bank teller tell me that I'm not the only one that wants them counted back in that exact order. Oh, my God. So this, this is really funny because we had another one of these uh, that's sort of related to this on the Facebook page. Andrew says, I hate it when you pay cash anywhere and the cashier sets your coin change on top of the paper bills. It always slips and slides and makes for an awkward handoff. Hand me my change and then hand me the paper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we've yep. got both of you. You We both have cash transfer uh, issues. All right. I did not. I would not ever thought. I'm going to be honest, oh. Debbie. I'd never thought of that I'm, in my I'm life. Right, I'm right there with well, you, Debbie. Thank you, Mark. Well, how do you do it, Jack? You just stuff them in your wallet? You know, pretty much. Pretty works. much. I have. I do not. Yeah, I've got, and I've got one of those wallets that is as as thin as I can possibly get because over the years, um, my back and rear end have not don't like having a big thick wallet on it. So I'm folding it a million ways to even try and get it in there. It's like origami <laughs> with money. Hey, Debbie, why don't you just just buy that bank and then tell them how to do it? <laughs> Okay, good idea, Mark. You want to join me on that? Sure. There you go. I'm sure the FDIC will be down with that. All right. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate it. (laughs) Never thought of that in my life. So, because you guys said that, on the Facebook page, Andrew says, I hate it when you pay cash anywhere. I read this. Oh, I I, I wasn't listening. Oh, really? I I wasn't listening to you. I was listening to Debbie. Live fact check. Yeah, I read that. I read that whole thing. Yeah, but Andrew also <laughs> says another chap is a single ply toilet paper in public restrooms. And then he that by, sounds dangerous. He, by the way, he also said, "I'm so lucky to live in a world where this is what chaps my hide." Yes, that. There you go. Look at that attitude. But he spelled it like Doctor Jekyll. And- yeah, that was that was interesting with a capitalized, probably a uh, probably fat thumb in it on the phone. Uh, all right, uh, now let's get to the rest of the Facebook uh, page. Uh, Trent Miller says, a website that won't show your password. Did I mistype? I'll try it again and again and again. <laughs> passwords. Just change just your passwords pass- to Kenny. When are we getting Come When on. are we getting retinal scanners or something? When are, are, will passwords be, passwords have got to be outdated at some point, right? Yeah. This is going to happen. It's going to be biometric. It's going to be biometric. I would hope so because. Wait a minute. Isn't that what they were doing with the COVID vaccine? Making it so I could just access all of my stuff? (laughs) Where's my free Wi Fi? Oh, my gosh. And then there are a few accounts. There there are a few accounts that are not things you access every day, you know, that you might access once every uh, four or six months. Like, you guys can relate to this one, maybe, if you've ever gone through our own company's yeah. HR website. <laughs> yes. Like, you, you you don't go to it, but if you want to go look up, like, your paychecks or you want to request your, time off. Or your tax forms. Or your tax forms or look at your, your insurance stuff. That th- Every time I've gone to that thing, it's I feel like it's required me to change my password. because, <laughs> And then I try to, and it's like, well... 
you know, you can't have any password that you've used previously over the previous like eight years at some point. And I'm like, we're running out of things in the English language for me to use at this point. And I don't want anybody coming in and messing with my HR files. But I would kind of be okay with a little risk of that if you would let me use my password. <laughs> Just let at some me point. access this. Jeez. <laughs> Every time. I've got to change my pa- I've I've never I don't think I've ever just logged into it and just used my password. Every time I've had to go through the process of of using a completely different password with that. So um yeah, and then now now the thing is, I don't know if you guys have any apps like this, but the new way that they do the two-factor authentication instead of like sending you a text, they'll There'll be these authenticator apps on your phone. Yes. Uh-huh. Have you used these? We, ha- I have. I to. have like four of them now. Yeah, I, I have to use it for work here, and I don't even quite understand how it works. Totally, I don't really either. <laughs> I just, I just did it. The IT I, people told me to do. Yeah. it. I had one authenticator, and now all of a sudden, I think I have four. I, that's the same thing. I think I have four of them uh, on three my, or four. Yeah, on my phone. So. Uh, and then let's see, what else do we have? Uh, oh, Maria says, citizens are a fine community who request information, then do not read said information once provided. I have answered the same question no less than six times today, and it was in bold font when I sent it out. I hope the question Maria was getting asked was, is there going to be an NIT version of Munch Madness? <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Uh, uh, Logan says, uh, oh, where to begin? Let's start with people on certain social media sites, pages, just doing nothing and then trying to provoke a fight when commenter and and uh, OP, original poster, have already moved on. Becca says, flashing yellow school zones that last an hour when the kids are already out of there, four and a half minutes. It's kind of like when they're on and the day, it's a day off school, too. Uh, and then uh, Karen says, calculating how much of my income the government takes from me. I hate tax season. Hey, I learned a way to make that feel better, although it really isn't better, is uh, is to start withholding the right amount. <laughs> be a lot easier if we just had the fair tax. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I, I finally learned this year, If you uh, fi- when you finally get your withholdings right, mm-hmm. it at least makes this time of the year. It's still, it just spreads the pain out over the course of the year instead of concentrating it. In, That's fe- right. they, in February and March. When the government instituted withholding, it was the most insidious thing they ever did. Wow. If it, they'd have left it there where you just have to write a check every time you get a check, yeah. we'd we'd stop a lot of this government spending. All right. Uh, some uh, some tax and spending takes from, from Mark. Text line says, uh, Scott, other Scott, which apps am I hiding? Multiple garbage companies coming to my neighborhood on a daily basis except Sundays to service customers. Bring back the bidding of Routes Neighborhood so garbage trucks only interrupt traffic to noise, light, niceness a couple of days a week. And he, and he met the other nu- Scott. He met nuisance there instead of niceness. Okay, nuisance. <laughs> he corrected himself there. Uh, while that, that was because spell Chuck screwed it up. Wildcat Martin. Basketball officials who let assaults and batteries go for 39 minutes and 58 seconds but find their whistle all of a sudden decide to insert themselves into the most important game of a program's history. I hope they enjoy not working the Final Four. I didn't see anything like that happen this in the last few days. I don't know what I don't know what he's referring to. More like to. Blue Jay Martin, am I right? <laughs> yeah. uh, OG Steven. Chap, side street traffic lights that force arterial traffic to stop even though there was no one waiting to go through that intersection. Amen. Amen. I absolutely am with OG Steven on that When one. I am sitting at a red light and I'm just there going, 
Guys, it's just me. And they're they're at the we- there's a few where they're there. I'm sure there's some safety reason that they're there, but there are a few of them in town. You're like, why is this little side street getting a stoplight? Why could this not have been? I don't know. Why and why isn't it green for the main street? And then they have the sensors for the side yeah. That, I think that maybe that's, that's it. That's too. the one. Midtown Dave chaps for him filibustering on both sides of the aisle. I say majority rules. Let the chips fall where they may. If laws go back and forth, so be it. The rights of the minority are available at the voting voting booth. He says. Kelly says. Oh, that's uh, this request line Friday. So I think that's what we've chaps above here. All right, you made that very clear to me. Tried Mark, to. you had one that you wanted to <laughs> share. What is that? Yeah, well, I had a, a situation this week, and that's businesses that charge a service or a, a percentage if you use a credit card when they offer it in a like an annual plan. I have one this week. Service contract for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to be driving by. Thought, well, I'll just stop, handed him my credit card. They said, oh, by the way, there's a 3% service charge if you use your credit card. I looked at the the flyer, and there was nothing on there. And so the fact that they don't disclose that, if I'd have just mailed that in, I'd have had a 3% service charge. Oh, you so, just ma- mailed the number in. You yeah. wouldn't have known otherwise. So it would you just know, showed up on the invoice. Disclose it. Yeah. You know, if you're going to send it out or, yeah. you know, put the total price on and say a discount for cash. Yeah. Or cash or check. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just be a little more honest. Well, uh, you need to be like Debbie and just have loads of bills facing the right way in your wallet, and you'd be fine. You wouldn't have to take any of those service charges on. Yeah, but you can't mail cash. I mean, you well, could. you can. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's mine. Uh, oh, man. I'm gonna Is this it. a kitchen or a, uh, it's, or a Actually, it's not. It's... It's. I realize it's near my kitchen, but it's not exactly my kitchen, but it has been my kitchen in the past. And let me have a little bit of a prelude before this one to cover my bases real quick. And I know we got to take a break, but my uh, my wife, my wife, and uh, and and my mother too. They do wonderful jobs. If you've ever been uh, over to our house. They do awesome jobs like decorating the interior, making the house look cool and like seasonal and, and depending where it is. And I love it. And I love that they, they do it all the time. I really love it. But we have got to do something about these wreaths that are essentially just dry sticks and leaves. <clears throat> what are these things? What are these wreaths? We have one that I knock off my wall every time I go down the hallway, and it drops an entire forest on the ground of crap that's falling <laughs> off of it. It's got to be a fire hazard just being in here. It just looks like somebody went into the forest and just grabbed some dead crap and put it into a circle. And it is so dry. It is the driest thing. Like, you think about it wrong, and little flecks of it will start falling off onto the ground. I love the decor. I've always hated it. Dry, you can't touch them. I don't know how they even exist anymore. Every time you touch it, half of it falls off. Dry wreaths. What is the deal? Wreaths, Christmas, greenery, fantastic. Rest of the year with super dry stuff from the from the forest. No thanks. Sorry. No thanks. All right, 725. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KL. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Alright, greetings welcome in. It is time to count them down on your morning drive. Five things you're going to be talking about today. Let's get us started today with... Number five. Lincoln police identified the woman accused of deliberately running over and killing two men Monday afternoon at the Lodge Apartment Complex 46th in Nebraska Parkway. 27-year-old Taylor Bradley is facing two counts of second-degree murder. Her uh, first appearance in court is scheduled for today. Uh, Chief uh, Teresa Ewan said both men in their 40s were maintenance workers at the complex. Police have not identified them, but 1011 News has. They uh, spoke with family members confirmed that 42-year-old Chris Carmazan and 45-year-old Ronald Gonzalez were the two men killed. They were working, they were uh, employees of the complex. Uh, Number one, and and first and foremost, uh, just thoughts about the families that are impacted by this. Um, So when the identities were revealed, I realized that uh, one of these men was married to a grade school up to high school classmate of mine um and you know somebody that i'm facebook friends with have talked to you know a a few times um and so that really wow um and just something just just kind of thinking about her the the family's kids and and going through all of this and then just such a you know, it's always a terrible situation like this when, when a fa- and, and same with the other man who died in this thing, but such a bizarre situation that there aren't a lot of there's not a lot of explanation about, and they're not around to really explain it either. Obviously, and the things that you're hearing from the police chief, it was almost it was almost like Mark. She was kind of saying like. Well, this it's not as simple as it seems to be, whatever that means exactly. Uh, she kind of alluded to something like that, and there were cameras, but they didn't catch all of it, but maybe some of it, and how in the heck does something escalate fr- from whatever happened, you know, even if it's some kind of road rage or something like that in a parking lot, you know, you get mad at somebody in a parking lot, and there's a problem to... It escalating that much where you're driving off the road and quite a ways to, to off, off the, the road quite a ways when they're I assume trying to escape from you and running them over in a way that that takes their lives it's it's just there's just a lot of over the top weird bizarre terrible stuff in this thing well it's, and, it certainly gives uh, people reason to to wonder why some of this information is being with, uh, withheld so tightly uh you know if they've got video surveillance 
uh, share some of it uh, sooner rather than later, as soon as possible. I mean, what happened in Nashville, we've already uh, had released the body cam footage of the two officers involved, several yeah. officers. So, yep. you know, the, the speculation out here is is not good for anybody. Well, yeah, I don't like when when there are things said like, well, it was, you know, there's it's more. I think I'm paraphrasing a bit, but it's more complex or it, it's it's deeper than like okay well what does that mean yeah <laughs> exactly and what are the people assuming that means about this this situation where the and and, and if it is you know and, and maybe more is going to come out with this whole thing but i can't imagine being a family uh, and there's two families who are involved here with with nope. kids in them three families really including uh the that's true that's true yeah so, and and the, um, the I'm I'm interested to hear what in the heck exactly preceded all of this to the it's hard to even concoct it in your mind to some degree. I guess the easiest way to do it is to just you know a case of road rage and anger gone wrong. But like, do you even know was was this person a resident of yes. these apartments? Yes. Okay. And there there was some uh, I don't know whether it was social media, but there were some rumors that she was in the process of being evicted. Uh, an attorney for the Got ownership it. said that, that was that not that was not the case. Okay, well uh, that would be so, um, and that she'd lived there less than a year. Uh, they'd had no complaints, not even a maintenance call. Uh, and, but beyond that, they said they are con- uh, uh, cooperating with the investigation. The other part that you know you mentioned then there's people, some big questions hanging out there then absolutely and the other people that are affected are the fellow employees of that complex yeah 100 I mean, yeah and anybody that witnessed it yeah absolutely absolutely all right number four bill allowing nebraskans to carry concealed handguns without training or a permit move forward in the legislature yesterday LB 77, constitutional carry advanced from second round of debate, a 31 to 10 vote during the first night session of the 2023 session. Uh, only one more round of debate, then a signature from the governor. All right. So uh, I think it looks like this is going to happen this time around. After all these years that Senator Brewer was trying to get this through, it looks like this is going to be the year where either the political makeup of the legislature or the changes that were made to the bill were enough to do that or maybe a combination of of both of those things and like you said uh the state that'll allow you to to do that uh concealed carry where you don't have to have the the permit you don't have to have the uh gun safety course one thing like i i honestly wonder is uh, there been any discussion or would anybody has this even come up or would there be opposition to this to figure out how to make these gun safety courses available for free to people uh, isn't the, that everybody in in everybody's interest that would not be a wildly exorbitant expense the, in this the, thing the safety courses are usually performed by uh private uh, that's, companies well, that's uh, fine but and, i mean i this, assume it, there's still a way right now there was a, an amendment offered um i'm trying to remember who it was i think it was uh Senator John Cavanaugh, maybe that offered an amendment that would uh, remove the permit, uh, the concealed carry permit fee, which is I think a hundred dollars, and and that did not go anywhere. Okay, and that's true too. I mean, the permit is uh, to me the thing that I feel like there probably would be the most agreement on 
among people with different stances on guns this is is that it is generally a good thing for people to have education that, right. that if they're going to use and, and carry and use almost a firearm. almost all supporters that and like that, that's, that I'm aware of encourage and and have taken the training anybody but, that carries right so I mean it's 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 one of those things that but the, well yeah but this until at least for this one you had to until this point to, right to get this kind of but you didn't have now to, you don't have to you didn't have to have any training to open carry right and, and no permit fee. So as yeah. Senator Brewer said, you can open... It's just about the carry. It's not about the nece- the type of carry. Right. It's uh, not about as, as, that um, thing. Senator Brewer said, you can open carry, uh, and, and it's perfectly legal. But if you put a coat on, it's illegal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little, I, little more complicated. I, I, I'd, I don't know if it's about the, the money for the people who are strongly for this, if it's about the dollars that it costs... Or about the, you know, just the act of having to do it. I suppose it's probably a combination of them. But if if there are a whole lot of people that think it's a, it, I mean, I think the vast majority of people who think it's a very good idea is, it, it, could you at least somehow figure out a way, if if we're going to do this, to make this available to people who do not, just aren't either can't. Or don't want to or think it's an unfair, unconstitutional impediment to have a charge going along with this. And I guess it could still be voluntary, but at least it's something. Like, I don't, don't we all agree we don't want people who don't have gun training to have guns? Is that is that a controversial thing to say right now? Well, the constitutional guarantee of uh, the right to free and... Uh Help me with that. Well, I, you're you're saying. I mean, that's a dispute. There is a big dispute which they were disputing about whether or not how far where there are limits on rights that are granted to us in the Bill of Rights, like you know, and where does it start and where does it begin with the Second Amendment? I'm not going to try and convince anyone one way or the other, but I mean, the 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 decision essentially by the legislature was this is not this is something that can't be required via the Second Amendment. And it's going on to its final uh, third round Which, debate. By the way, if I try and get a license plate that says Iowa sucks on it, exercising my First Amendment right of free speech, I would say, the state won't let me do that. I have to go through a process to get it applied, and they're going to deny it. Which they have, actually. Not mine, but, but the, they the, have denied it. The Constitution people. doesn't uh, allow uh, unfettered license plate warning. Well, it's, 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 I mean, it's a bit, one of the forms of, of free, it is the government restricting my speech, is it not? How would you uh, spell that? Uh, they, the one that was denied was Iowa SUX. How about IA? I don't, I think they would deny that too. <laughs> I think they would deny that too. But I mean, I don't, th- I, I would assume that is an expression of speech that is, is being restricted by the government in the form that I'm trying to do it. It's not completely unfettered. It's not something where the government can't have any. It's all I'm saying is that there are lines we accept and we don't accept here when it comes to these constitutional rights. And if it's about consistency, okay, but I don't think we really have consistency on how we do this with all of these. All right. That was fun. Where are we going next? Number 3. Scooters. Electric okay. scooters. Training today 10 to 2. Uh North 13th between Q and P, LTU, holding a public event. It's free, uh, and uh, they'll outline the safety and operating rules for operating scooters downtown. 
so we have... <laughs> and by the way, this is not required to use the scooters, correct? Correct. <laughs> weird kind of... Uh, That's an interesting back-to-back. Weird back-to-back of you these do have two to have things. A- but you do not... You do not have a constitutional right to ride a scooter. That's right. You have to have a driver's Provided license by the and be city. over 18 or yes. 18 or over. All right. No, you got to be over 18. Uh, supposed to wear a helmet, urged to wear a, a helmet. You've got to ride in either bike lanes or vehicle lanes with the flow of traffic. That's the thing. In other cities, don't they ride these things on sidewalks all over the place? Well, they, they ride them here on sidewalks, but it's not legal. Well, I mean, okay, but isn't it legal in, in a I, lot of the other places where you see I, these things? I, to be absolutely honest, I am not at all interested in what other cities have for their scooter rules. <laughs> I, I was I just really, thinking, if you're going to do it and it's worked in other places, don't you look at the way... I know that's always been a big deal, though, with the with the sidewalks in downtown and what is permitted and, and not permitted there, so... Hey, look! If I may, I don't know how much there of demand there are for for these things. I always thought Lincoln is a fairly walkable downtown, um, but I'd be curious about knowing how people use these and and how they've been useful and if they say, feel safe driving on the streets with them. I don't know that I would. If I remember the numbers right, during the pilot project uh, last year, there was like twenty seven thousand people, uh, different users, and made like 190,000 trips. Okay. So, I mean, my guess is there's a yeah. lot a, a lot of campus hey, in again, to and from. If I had a yeah, you're probably right. If I had sidewalks I could ride them on? Yeah. And I was down there traveling all the time? Yeah, but I don't want to take one of those on the street. Well, there's a lot of bike lanes downtown, that's, remember. That's the other thing. <laughs> and maybe that's that's the way too. Maybe that's the biggest way that it's actually used, but forget going on the streets with one of those things. Jeez. Number two. Let's uh, shut down O Street and have our race. Yeah. All right. Matt Rule starting a new tradition at uh, UNL football. Currently, no players listed with a single-digit number. Players will vote later this year on the 10 toughest players to get one of those single-digit uh, uh, numbers. What do you guys think about this? I, I find it interesting. I've got no problem with it. Obviously, if you're one of the players who lost your single-digit number, you're like, man, I kind of wanted that. Maybe, maybe that's a little bit something for... Yeah. For them to to get back, uh, to try to earn that back, I'd heard some other people talking about it and saying that you you can mess up their where they're at mentally by taking something away from them. And I'm just like, uh, I, I don't well, think so. First of all, if that's uh, okay, you might do that. You're doing that with what a few players now, maybe. But going forward, they won't give those numbers out, so they're never going to have it taken away. Right after this, right. So so that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't. I didn't realize how many places actually did this. Yeah, he's he's been part of uh, places doing it since he was an offensive coordinator at Temple. Um, and then he did it as a head coach at Temple, did it as a head coach at Baylor as well. I think it's got some good opportunities because then it's, it's a little bit like when they choose their captains, but in a different way. Um, it's maybe not necessarily the guys that you're looking for for leadership, it's the guys that you go. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that guy. I know I can count on that guy. These are the ten that I'm voting for, so on and so forth. And those are the ones that'll get zero through nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it'll be. I'm curious who's going to get it. It's going to be right. It's going to be kind of fun to watch. It'll be sort of a. It'll be kind of like an adjacent thing to the black shirts in some it, way, which I don't know what they're going to do. With. It will. And, and the the other part of it is. Like, what what happens over time? Do certain position groups kind of like take ownership over 
if you're the toughest DB, you got to have number six. Also, by or, the way, number five. You never see offensive linemen with single digit numbers. Can offensive linemen even get this? Like, I, do, I, have you seen it all, in college football? I don't. I don't, I don't really think recall they, seeing it. I don't think I don't, they I don't, can. Yeah, can I they? don't know if they can. But they they loosened it up for other positions. I know, right. but you still never see offensive linemen wearing like a two. First Let, of all, big dudes don't look good in single numbers. Is part of the reason. <laughs> I but we did. We have seen that on defensive line. Nori Nuili wearing number nine. I just want the offensive lineman to get a fair shake in this whole thing. That's yeah. It. That's what we need to look out for. Number one. Severe Weather Awareness Week continues today, 10 a.m. National Weather Service statewide tornado drill. Sirens will sound. You're encouraged then to uh, report what you did at the Lincoln-Lancaster County Emergency Management uh, page. And it's going to be 76 tomorrow, too. That's the other thing that I wanted to mention, which is somewhat unrelated to that. But There are some areas, it looks like most of the severe weather that's coming here at the end of this week is going to be focused on Iowa and areas of east east of us. But I wouldn't be surprised, as we talked about yesterday, Mark, if this gets a little bit active over the course of the next few weeks here. Yep. I think you might be right. 756. That is it for your morning drive. It's brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you're pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks, oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. By the way, speaking of things that chaps your hide, I just got one of those. You ever get these still? I don't scroll Facebook much. I use Facebook for what chaps my hide, and I, I posted a picture of my dog the other day, by the way, on Facebook, so trying to, to still use it for work stuff, but personally, I really don't use it a lot, but you ever get one of those notifications where like you and a hundred other people, this has been happening for years on it, you and a hundred other people are tagged on something, and it's like <laughs> they're trying to sell shoes or something like that. It's been a long time. Ta- I just got one of those. I just got one of those, and I had to go through and untag myself in in this whole thing. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've gotten something like that. There have been some some people that I'm I'm friends with on on Facebook that they're doing something, and so they they tag but they tag like twenty people, and I'm just I go and I tell them, hey, right, I, I'm gonna untag myself just so you're aware, right. 
yeah, it's I haven't I, that hasn't come up for a long time, but it it kind of did here <laughs> uh, once again for me. Uh, I think there were a couple of uh, chaps here that I uh, didn't. Oh, I was com- I I was uh, complaining about dry wreaths in the house, which I think are again home decor is great to enjoy. It's I love seasonal home decor. I j- the market for basically you know dry yard waste <laughs> the market for dry yard waste frankly has always amazed me that industry and home decor it always has i mean you go into some of these home decor stores uh, and i'm telling you they just got they have a section that's just crap they picked up on the ground that they're now selling well it, it, part it of just, it, it, it this is just i mean you when i mow the lawn you just want me to bring some of it in yeah, some of the let it let it get yellowed, and we can sprinkle it around the house. May as well. What is it with the obsession in the decor world about just drier than a bone? Uh, let's say what it is: yard waste. Well, it, it's Christmas trees when you when you're when you haven't watered them, and you're at the very end, right? And, like when you've got the live Christmas tree, and you're like, well, we should probably take that down. It's yes. starting to brown. The needles are falling off. And what is the one truth about those things? If you've ever had one of those and you've tried to take it down, is you touch that thing. <laughs> it all you, falls apart. You as much as think about that thing, you've got needles everywhere <laughs> immediately. Now we've transferred that to wall hangings. To like making it on purpose. To, to wall hangings, to things that are sitting on yeah. coffee tables that are, I mean, they are more fragile than your most fragile piece of glassware. <laughs> I can touch, I can hold your glassware. I can't even do those things with the yard waste decoration <laughs> sector. And I mean, we we we've done so well in some of these areas but what do i have to do to convince people and is it that visually attractive i mean really Just kind of the practical browns. concerns aside is the yard waste wreath or the yard waste centerpiece i guess it feels woodsy and rustic uh-huh maybe but i don't even know that it's worth worth the trouble I usually, and this is this is not something against your family, but it, it just it, <laughs> just just it, I wanted to like. Thanks. Well, I want to say that first, but it, it's usually when you see the the folks that have that are going for rustic and woodsy, and it's like, have you been outside? <laughs> like, ha- have you have you been to? Well, we've got this uh, this deer antler well, chandelier. Right, that's fine if we were doing that or we were building a log cabin or something. <laughs> but again, like that's not. But th- this is. The, the this is uh, like yard and tree clippings for the most part. This is leaves. This is these are leaves that have fallen on the ground, and it's become an entire cottage industry. Like if I honestly, if I owned some kind of a, a yard cleanup company, a trimming company, a mowing company, I think I would make a. I think I would make then a separate company that goes along with it. To sell yard waste home decor, I think it could be huge, and then it's a it's a zero sum game, right? You don't have to pay for recycling or disposing of your yard waste. You're just selling it to hang on people's houses, which then inevitably somebody in the house will walk by it, their shoulder will rub on it, and it will create it'll somehow create five times more 
you'll be able to hit that thing 500 times, and each time you do, like one-third of the stuff on it will fall off. Like uh-huh. At some point, it feels like it should just be disintegrated into nothing. But no, you're st- no, you can still do you do it every day for five years, and it'll still crap the same amount of stuff. <laughs> How is anything left on your floor that you've got to clean up? <laughs> so anyway, we, we I, don't have any of those I ju- in you, our apartment. I I know there's somebody out there who knows what I'm talking about. It's it's always it's always been a thing. Um, it was Corey texted and he said, this isn't a gripe, but he said, I use LastPass to store all of my passwords. I don't know any of my passwords here to help. I have thought about doing that. You know, what is LastPass? It's one. I think there are other apps where it's an app. Like I, I, I am not ashamed to say, I don't totally know how these password apps work. And I have gone so far now into the world of using one of you know, a few passwords, um, like a lot of people have for mm-hmm. all their different accounts that like transitioning to that for everything. Like how many things do you have that you think you log into in a day? Oh, it ends up being a I lot, bet it, right? I bet, I bet you log in. I mean, if you want to count, like even on your TV and your, your subscriptions, and I'm talking about even if it auto logs you yeah. in every time, I bet we're logging into, I bet I've logged into this morning. I might have logged into ten things this morning already. That I mean, it's eight nineteen in the morning, so I bet during the day I'll log into thirty things. I have throughout the course of the day among the tabs that I have open, seven of them are different places that would have required logins. Right on my computer right and now, so seven. I like I like I think I like this idea where they just create passwords. Like you know when you when you open up a new account on. Uh, on your phone, for instance, on something, it'll suggest Apple. If you have an iPhone, Apple will suggest a strong password. Yeah, that is just a row of characters. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, but but what if I want to use that on my? What if I'm trying to log into this on a Windows computer? Uh huh. Is that gonna be there then? Where am I getting that? How does? And I'm sure there's a way, but like, and I I probably should do it, but doesn't it sound like a hassle? Not that the existing life of passwords isn't a hassle, but I don't know. I should try one of these things. Maybe Corey's on to something. I mean, that sounds a lot more effective than use the same password. Oh, you need a new password? Change that uh, number or character at the end of it. Oh, that yeah, that isn't that. Is it, that's the go to, right? That's the go to is that uh, right? Uh, okay, we'll end it, but instead of an exclamation point, we'll put a pound sign, right? Instead of a instead of a pound sign, we'll put a percentage sign on the end of it. I, that's what I think a lot of people do. Um, let's see. Uh, Becca says, just use the password saver in settings for Apple. And I do, I mean, I, 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 if I understand what she's saying, I do have the thing where it comes up on a lot of my apps automatically on my browser. So I, I have that. That's not like, that's very nice. I have that, but I'm talking more about the ones where it, there are some things where it just doesn't stick. Yeah. I don't know what, like, or you're doing something more than just on your phone. Yes, like, like if anybody, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but like, I have uh, the Bally Sports app on my TV, which I'll start using again starting tomorrow because I like to watch Royals games. Didn't they go bankrupt? Yeah, well, they're about to, but at least last year, <laughs> at least last year, and I haven't watched it yet this year, but at least last year, I am telling you, and that was on like a Roku or a smart TV, that thing needed your password 
every time that you logged in. And I'm like, man, what? can you please save this? This is not the, like, getting into this account is not one of my biggest security concerns <laughs> in the world. Can you please, like, my bank account has a saved password. But this thing, I've got to enter it in every single time. So I, I do do that. Um, yeah. So the password managers will install on all of your devices. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. And then, and then, and like, this sounds morbid, but this is another thing. Like, how much do people prepare oh, for I know where you're going. if they, you know, especially you get a certain age, but whenever, like making sure someone else besides you knows all of your passwords or is able to at least go to a, you know, go to a an existing browser or device uh -huh. that has them all on there. Yeah. Like, do people do that? I don't know. We, I mean, we, it, it, or do they have a, do people keep a, like a spreadsheet of all their passwords? Because when, and, and I've kind of been through this though, like, you know, when someone passes away, just the going through the process of shut, like every single year where we've got so many more logins, so many more subscriptions, so many more everything else, uh -huh. like the work of unwinding that after someone passes away now. Yeah is it's got to be incredible what all were they subscribed to what right. all were they logged into what is what 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 are they still paying 9.99 for that you know you might not even you might not have even realized do, or something do, like that are their photos saved or stored on their phone that maybe we would like to have saved right yes yeah there's there's that i mean and probably the first, obviously, the first thing you do is probably cancel credit cards and stuff that are going to auto bill. Yeah, you go through, and you shut everything that's down. That's one way that that actually happens. I don't know. Uh, Key says, I've started using a standard pattern for uh, passwords on websites or apps, i.e. for Windows, it would be something like, <laughs> I'm not going to oh, say no, what no, he no, said, no. but he said put win in front of it. It's a pattern I know, so I'll most likely be able to know my password for almost any site app. They're all different. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, and then uh, Dana says the bad actors and will use the username and password combos to get into other services. Yeah, I don't know. I might, maybe I'll try one of those. The, I've just never, and then you have to pay for them, don't you? You know what? Probably, probably you know what have to I pay like for best? it. That's just, and you probably have to have a password to get into it. I like best being able to use my phone and have it use Face ID. Is that is that yeah, bad? That's the thing is, I think I keep waiting for passwords to be obsolete. Because that that's how it is for several of my apps, actually, because you log in the first time and you check the box to allow it to use Face ID. So anytime I go to check the app for my bank, it reads, hey, that's the correct face. Yeah. Opens up my bank on, yeah. on the app. So I, I much prefer I, that. Yeah, I do, that, too. That's I absolutely do. I know. I, I'm... I'm wondering, like, in, in five years, will passwords really be obsolete? Ten years, will passwords be obsolete? Will there be something that's more like, like we were talking about, like biometric or or what? I don't know exactly. What are you laughing at? Uh, Dealer Dave. It starts out fine, by the way. It ends not awesome. Um, I have my password stored in my iPhone. If I should die suddenly, my wife is going to have to hold the phone to my cold, dead face in order to pay the mortgage. Honestly, I wonder if people have done that. I'm sure they have. To like, log into phones after something. They're like, I don't know the, the code to get in, Well, you so know, we got to open it. When my dad passed away, we 
were trying to get the remember the code or guess the code because uh-huh. we did somehow we didn't I can't remember how this happened but it completely locked locked itself down after X numbers of missed tries right like I seriously wonder if they've done I, 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 that's had to have happened somewhere or, or before that had the thumbprint yeah yeah that one too because that hadn't yet that this was back in 2015 so there wasn't much of that yet but that's really interesting that's wild yeah. Deanne says, hey, Jack, I'm going through this right now. Please figure it out and report back how to migrate all <laughs> existing to one platform. Share with a loved one. Maybe I'll look at this. Because I do start to think about it a little bit, but I think I've sort of thought, uh, hopefully this password situation isn't going to be around too long. We're going to be doing something else. But if it's really... And I don't want to add another subscription to something. No. Because I assume that's what this is. I assume i got to pay four ninety nine a month to do this or seven ninety nine a month. All right, it's 826. We've got to check sports coming up next on KLIN. Why do you listen to KLIN? Let us know with a voice message in the free KLIN app. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, it is 837 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on another late March cloudy day in the 20s. And we are joined by John Bishop from our sister station, 1620 The Zone. So I, I'm curious, John, uh, most most of us were, were uh, probably watching that uh, basketball game on, on TV last Sunday. What kind of an angle did you have from your seat on the, uh, on the final controversial call at the end of the game? Well, we were down at the opposite end of the sideline, so I was watching it from behind. Um, and, you know, saw what had happened and surprisingly, uh, didn't lose my mind in the, in the moment, uh, which I have tended to do when it comes to poor officiating. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was rather shocking because of the way the game had been played and called for the 39 minutes and 58 seconds prior to that. Um, and so as as we have often uh, reminded ourselves bad calls matter <sighs> oh man i can't i uh i and it's wow, not so much i guess i should clarify cuz i mean technically it was a foul right right but the problem is all of the other calls for the previous 39 minutes and 58 seconds weren't foul right. or I, were you know and so it was 
it, it really is. It's it's not a damnation of that play. It's a damnation of the previous thirty nine minutes that preceded. That's it. true. Yeah. So it, I get, in a listen. way, it actually makes it look worse for for the official in question. I I, I very easily could have could have piled on and insisted that oh, it was it ins- insisted that it was the right call and that <laughs> all of those things but i knew deep in my heart of hearts john that had that had the had the roles been uh reversed so to speak and that was my team that that call happened i would have went apoplectic yeah. in that situation i would have yeah. been i would have been absolutely going just berserk because i know i've done that in lesser instances here's when you know an official knows that they messed up when a coach can just light into them for basically you know five minutes because there was a lot of time that passed i mean there was there was a review of the clock and then there was um and then after uh, you know there was some timeouts which means there was there's more going on and a coach can just light into an official and the official doesn't tee the coach up because the official knows, yeah, I probably blew it. Oh, man. Which, so. by the way, I, I mean, listen, not to, again, I have got my own history of critiquing calls mm-hmm. that I tend to be bad. But can you imagine trying to make that call? Like, I mean, like oh. be, being on the floor and like seeing... I mean, really, in in a lot of fouls in basketball, the way that they happen so fast and how different plays look on replay compared to real life, like man, that is. I think I'd I'd almost I'd less want to be a ref in basketball than almost any other sport, just because oh, absolutely fouls because are they, so unclear. They're, they're so they're, unclear. They're, uh, well, they're unclear, and it happens so fast. It can happen in traffic. Um, yeah. You know, you're working against the clock. You know, yeah, in football, there's a clock, but very rarely. I mean, you don't go unless you're the 2009 Big 12 championship game. You very rarely go to the replay to see how much time's left on a clock. Right. Mm-hmm. In basketball, it happens all the time because it's just the potential for game winning shots or plays that go out of bounds. And and how much time's left happens, you know, on a regular basis. And so it's just it's a very fast sport. Yeah. And so yeah, I do appreciate the fact that it is a tough sport to official or to be an official of. But then when you also look at how many games these guys do a year, I mean they do minimum, minimum five games a week. Yeah. Probably more. There are some who literally will do a game every or you know, there have been times where they've done, you know, seven game games in seven days. Yeah. So they're so to say that they get their reps and they see all different kinds of styles That's and true. players That's and true. things like that. So, you know, th- we're not talking about, you know, rookies here that are, you know, in a moment that they've never been in before. Oh, I mean, the 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 one th- it's just so often that I'm watching a game either live or on TV and the I'll I'll say obviously I'll react if I have a rooting interest in the game, I'll react to, you know with what I want it to be. Um, but so often if I don't, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I need to see the replay on that to know for sure. And then sometimes I'll see the replay and I still don't know, uh, what it is. I don't know all the rules and I don't have the training that a ref does, but I just, there is more, it feels like there's more gray area in basketball officiating than any other. And this is even with, uh, with, uh, football having holding and pass interference. 
It feels like there is a huge gray area in basketball that isn't there anywhere else. Of course there is. Yeah, of course there is. There's Because, you know, the foul is the most common violation, right? And, yes, there's different kinds of fouls, but generally fouling is, you know, obstructing a player's mobility or running through a player like on a charge. And so it's – and while you could argue, yeah, holding happens on every play in football – um, it, it's, it's a, it's a sport where you have to, you know, determine in this, in a split second, what has transpired. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it, it is, it's unique in that standpoint, you know, with baseball, you know, the umpire gets to stand behind the plate, the whole game and call balls and strikes. And so that's, that's primarily what that person's job is. Or, you know, you're at the first base ump and you're determining fair foul or you're determining safe out. It's a pretty simple game, you know, to call. Um, but basketball is probably, you know, I would think one of the most difficult to call. I would even say like hockey. Hockey, I think is easier, even though that's a fast paced game and there's a lot of action going on. It's happening a lot more in space. Right. And there's there, like five there defined, there's like five defined penalties. Yes. Right? Like there's yes. just f- f- basketball is weird because there's the foul isn't there's not types of fouls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all I mean, they say I guess they say block versus charge versus reach, but it's not like it's recorded as a type of foul, unlike it would be right. in hockey or football. Well, right. and, and you look at the the freedom of movement and you're like, well, that's a spectrum depending on that official's preference. Yeah. That's true. Yep. And then that doesn't even throw in things, Caleb. You know, John was, was talking rightfully so about, you know, the, the, you know, the argument, well, there's holding every play and it's when you call it. But there's also like, there's also carrying on every play and basketball <laughs> dribbling. And there's also three seconds on the lane on, I think, probably tons of the possessions as well. It's like they're playing yeah. advantage in soccer. Yeah. It's just, I mean, and that, like, we were, Caleb and I were at a women's Nebraska women's game in the NIT, and they called a three seconds in the lane with like ninety seconds left, and we're like, <laughs> "Are you kidding me?" Like it probably was, but how in the heck there are all these things that just don't really get called or called the same way that they used to? Um, yeah. And so the, the three second violation is something that you don't see called hardly at all. Right. Right. I mean, hardly. I think I saw it. Once this year, I saw it once this year. Yeah, I did too, and it was in that women's game with ninety seconds left. It was (laughs) it was incredible to see that called there. I've easily seen it called a dozen times in the women's game. Oh, in the women's game, they call it more, really? Yeah, because usually the visiting parents have a dad who's loud enough that he just yells three (laughs) seconds enough times. Just in the women's games, though. Yeah, well, that's a high school thing too, but I don't know that they call it that much in in high school. Can you? Depending on your vantage point in different places, how well can you hear conversations between refs and coaches and and coaches? I can't hear any of it. I mean, there's so you, much. Oh, because you have headphones on, don't you? And yeah. I have headphones on. Yeah, and even if I took them off, most of the conversations are happening on the opposite end of the floor. And and at that point, if a coach is having a conversation with an official, the fans are probably booing. So it's just making a, a ton of noise. God, yeah, wouldn't you like? To, man, I would just love to hear. And I know occasionally they have mic'd up stuff, but. There are some of those I would just love to hear exactly what they're saying in those situations. So, oh, yeah, absolutely you would. It, it would, you know, it'd give you a better idea of exactly what's happening and maybe give you a better idea of what exactly was called. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it's, uh, it was a very interesting moment and one I will certainly never forget. Yeah. No, no, uh, 
No doubt about it. Um, do you? Uh, I know we we usually don't talk too much about Creighton, but I am kind of curious now as I'm thinking about this year. Like, is the ex? Of course, things happen, transfers happen, all those sorts of things. But is basically the expectation is that they're essentially bringing back what uh, nearly nearly everybody from that team next year? Uh, I mean, it's it's certainly there. Who's, get, who's it's getting a minutes? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a possibility. Um, but you know, anymore, you just can't assume anything in college sports, um, you know, with the transfer portal. Because, I mean, I, I, I leave myself plenty of room to be surprised, if you will. I guess I would be surprised if, you know, they lost more than two of the guys, uh, you know, from the from the core of the team. You know, Shireman can come back um, if, he, if he wanted to because he's got the COVID year. Um, and then the others are, of course, all underclassmen. But you never know about the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, is anybody at the level where they they might be have some interest in testing that situation? Oh, I think I think you'll see. You know, I think Shireman will test it again. Kaluma will probably test it. Um, Alexander may test it. Uh, and uh, and and um, who am I? Who, who well, I oh, Kalkbrenner maybe. Kalkbrenner yeah. will probably test it. I mean, they'll and, and and why wouldn't you? I mean, it's basically uh, uh, right. You don't you know, have to a, go. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a free parking, right? You just you can show up and and you know get an evaluation. If anything, you get an idea of what you need to work on if you do decide to go back to college, and you work on that for that final year. So, um, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they all took up or a lot of them took up that offer, and then you know you see where it goes from there. But yeah, yeah, I I just I try to leave myself as much room as possible because this isn't like. This isn't like the old days where, you know, the you know, Gil, Fryer, and Rogier were all juniors and like, oh, they're all going to be back next year, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, they're going to be great. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we, we could, we could, we could safely assume that yeah. every single year. And it was kind of a, a comforting thing to know that, hey, these dudes will be back next year. But now in this day and age, college sports, you can't assume anything. Yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, and I know, um, you know, you've been, you've been focused on the basketball stuff, but, um, Nebraska baseball this year has got a, a kind of a unique situation in that they have got really solid starters for Friday and Saturday. At least they've shown it this year, uh, on, on Friday and Saturday. And then the Sunday thing just hasn't, hasn't worked out for the time being. And they haven't really tried to change it yet. But is like how rare is it uh, has it been as you covered Creighton and, and Nebraska to to have like a set Friday Saturday that you're able to stick with and you're you're able to have success with, but then still have it, have it be I mean like you would think if you've got that you're pretty well set but here's you know Nebraska does that and it still feels like at this point in the season they've they've you know lost a lot of games midweek games and sunday games just because they've given up so many runs for the for the starting pitchers in those games well i mean if you think about it you think about the the great teams you know that have advanced far typically they've all had at least i mean it's a bare minimum now you look at the elite teams they got all three guys on the weekend locked down, but yeah. the great Nebraska teams, you know, I'm, I'm pulling up the stats right now. 2005, you had Chamberlain and Johnny Dorn. And then you could also then, Oh, by the way. Oh, Oh, look, oh, Brian Dunsing. Oh, yeah. where did he play? He yeah. played baseball. He played major league baseball too. And, and Cronky was really good. Um, yeah. You know, and, and then you go back to, uh, to, uh, 2001, the first team and, Let's see. You had Comey at the top, and was that uh, 
Oh, God, see who else Jamie? would you have had then? Would you? You're oh, taking me yeah. back now. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm look. Yeah, yeah. It was Jamie Rodriguez. Oh yeah, Jamie Rodriguez. Jamie Rodriguez had a yeah, had Jamie a pretty Rodriguez. decent year. Yeah, he started um, that game against Rice that I went to. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, and so yeah, to have two guys at the top, that's that's bare minimum of what you want to be if you want to win a win a league uh, or win you know deep into an NCAA tournament. But it is kind. Of, but you're right. It is kind of fascinating that some of the midweek games have been more of a struggle at this point because typically if you figure hey we got two guys that can lock down our weekend then that must mean you've got you know some depth right to to handle the midweek games you know and that's another element that you know a lot of the good teams had was there was always like one guy you could count on to to be that midweek guy or a guy you're elevating up the line i remember um in 05, Johnny Dorn was no hitting Creighton for that's right seven plus innings on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you know he was he was he at that point he was the midweek guy, mm-hmm. um, and then you got elevated into that role. So uh, it's yeah, you, the, having having two guys on the weekend is is enormous. And I thought that was something if you know if Nebraska was going to make the uh, run because I know they they worked hard this past off season to try to. Uh, shore up some of their pitching. I know they got you know uh, uh, the transfer from from Wichita, uh, Wichita State. State. Yeah, yeah, Kamis- uh, Kaminska. Kaminska. Uh, I thought in the last year I had I did one Nebraska game last year for NET or, or actually it was Big Ten Network, and it was the second to last game against Michigan State. And I thought Emmett Olson, the way he pitched in that game, I thought, hey, this guy's gonna. This guy could be an anchor next year, yeah. a really good anchor next year, and and so far, so far yeah, you know, he's been he's been that guy. So you were, you, so your hope at this point was that somebody else is going to step in and you know take up the third role, and then you got guys that you know kind of fill in your rotation, you know, from there on back. So uh, you know, it's early enough in the season that you don't have to worry too much and you know in the big 10 i think there's certainly an opportunity uh for nebraska to make a heck of a lot of noise um in in the league this year because i don't know how you know maryland's pretty good but i don't know iowa's iowa's ranked now yeah oh so shocking shocking it's the year of the hawkeye apparently yeah uh yeah it was a good start last week and i know disappointed to lose on sunday but it's it's just weird because i think they've had like uh, they've had better overall Pitching, even in recent history, not the super successful ones, they've had better overall pitching seasons and and staffs, but not nearly as solid of a one-two on a Friday Saturday, right? And so that's the, the, the I guess that's just the the sort of weird overlay of a different situation here. Um, but but nonetheless, they go on and they've uh, they've got non-conference games. Hey, it's opening day eve, John. It is the day before opening day in baseball where hope springs eternal for our Cubs and Royals uh, until Go probably uh, or oh, oh yeah Caleb's a Cardinals fan Josh I forgot or John I told I forgot to tell you that yeah um yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah now it's just going to be how who is the first one cashing cashing their chips in this year and moving on to football season probably me Probably me. I'm afraid this year. 
Well, the good news is both of our divisions aren't great. <laughs> that not. is I mean, good. The divisions, good. That's like the historically been the a really good divisions thing. are really weak. And the difference this year is everyone plays everybody else because we have now a balanced schedule. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be curious to see how that impacts the weaker divisions. Because instead of, you know, playing more games against your division, you've now siphoned off some of those. And now you're, you're spread out amongst all the American League teams and all the rest of the National League teams. And so that, that could make our divisions look even weaker <laughs> by comparison. Right. Can, can but, you, yeah. can you imagine if I came up to you, uh, 15 years ago or so and said, Hey, in 2023, baseball will have a clock that the pitchers have to abide by. They'll be calling in their pitches with an electronic system, basically. Which that looks yeah. awesome. From the, the catcher gloves. to the pitcher. They're going to make the <laughs> No, from bait. the pitcher to the catcher or on the, some or, of them. Yeah, Granky calls his own pitches <laughs> and some others do. The bases are going to be bigger. Uh, there's going to be no DH in the NL, right? And extra well, there innings. There is a DH in the NL. Or there's going to be a, sorry, no, there's going to be no pitchers batting in the NL and you're going to have uh, extra innings, this special rule where somebody starts on second. Like it, this game has changed more in ten years than uh, any other sport has. You could almost argue. And the one, and the one of all of those rules that you, you just mentioned that triggers me the most is the stupid extra innings rule. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I it's like too. little league. I do too. I don't. I, I, I understand why the clock is there. I'm. I'm disappointed it got to that point. But the players took it too far. These pitchers who take way too much time took it too far. These batters that step out too much took it too far. And so you needed to overcorrect. Well, not overcorrect, but you needed to make a dramatic correction. And I think we're going to see some positive differences. I don't, I mean, you know, you look out on the field, it's not like the base is, you know, the size of a city block. Right. So right. it's not going to look as I just different, threw that in. Yes. No, no, but you're, yeah. but you're right. Um, and the shift. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. The shift, no shifting. I, I, Actually, the shift, no shifting. You know, I always hated the fact that the zone defense was called an illegal defense in the NBA. I'm like, illegal defense? The only illegal defense is if you, you know, kill a guy trying to defend him or if you play with too many guys. Right. You know, you should be able to defend however you need to defend. But in the case of this, you know, it used to be you saw a ball hit on a ground from a certain angle and like, that's a base hit. Nope. Yeah, was the I shift. hated that. I damn, hated that. Damn third baseman I, standing right that behind one the second with. base bag. I don't know. I know uh, some people aren't, but I am good with that one. And exactly that too. scenario you're talking about. Hard line drive. Hey, that should be a hit because it's right over the top of the second base, and it actually is. Now, yeah. So yeah, it is. So um, it is. It's changed a lot. I'll be uh, I'll be fascinated to see how it goes. I'll be looking at a lot of box scores to see time of game, time yeah. of game, time of game, because I'll be curious to know how fast it happens. I you know we'll have the Cubs game on tomorrow on the show and um, I'm fully expecting that thing will be over by four yeah. o'clock. There you go. All right. We got to run, John. Uh, enjoy your, uh, in, sorry, enjoy your weekend at home, but uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. There's John Bishop, 16, 20, the zones, uh, our sister station. All right. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on KLIN.